Hi, welcome to Bite Size Bible Studies. I'm Luke Gradeless. And if you haven't been here before, our goal is just to spend a few minutes together in God's Word, let activate our minds, touch our hearts, and start to transform our souls. We are continuing our journey through the book of 1 Peter. We are in 1 Peter chapter 2. And we are just looking at two verses today, but they're, they're two powerful verses, uh, two important verses uh, that, that I think there's a lot of value in. So if you have Bibles, open up 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 11, uh, and let's jump in. It says, Beloved, I beg you, as sojourners and pilgrims, abstain from fleshly lusts, which war against the soul, having you your conduct honorable among the Gentiles, that when they speak against you as evildoers, they, meet, they may, by your good works, which they observe, glorify God in the day of visitation. And, and so short two verses there, but, but a lot that he's saying to us. And, and again, a lot of this calls back to things that Peter has been talking about as he's discussing with these uh, dispersed Jews in, in the, the Roman kingdom of how to live their lives. And so the first thing he starts with is, I beg you, as these travelers, right, as pilgrims. And so th- this is a common theme in the Bible. Uh, we often talk about it in our house as the, as the way of the exile. Um, it's this idea and understanding that you and I, we don't belong to this world. Um, yes, yes, we live here. But in a very spiritual sense, what we realize is we have been born in the spirit of God. We are crafted for the kingdom of God. We have a mission that comes from God. And that kingdom, that mission, and that spirit, all those things that are essential to us, they are foreign to the world that you and I live in. And and no matter how good the country is you live in, no matter how Christian it is, no matter how much Christian activities you fill it with, the reality is the culture of the world that we live in is one of darkness and one of sin. And so there is this mentality that is helpful for us to have as believers where we understand this really isn't my home. It kind of reminds me of the way you think when you're staying at a hotel, right? When you're staying at a hotel, even if you're staying for a while, you get comfortable, but you always kind of know you're not home. You never think about painting. You never think about rearranging the furniture. You never think about, you know, a permanent route there because you know you're passing through. And you know that you long to be somewhere else. And and I think Peter's urging us, not that we should ever be comfortable in life, but that we need to be more on guard. That we need to have more of that mentality of, I am a traveler coming through this foreign world. And most of the things around me are calling me to things that are strange, that are different, and that are not in alignment with the culture and customs of my life. And so I just beg you, as, as these travelers, as, the, as these sojourners, as these pilgrims, what does he say? Abstain from fleshly lust, which what? Which war against the soul. And, and I love the way that he, he uses this here. And, and I'll be real, this, this was something that it took me years to understand as I matured about the temptations of the world. I think when you're younger, right, you view that there's a line, and if you cross the line, you're bad. But if you stay right next to that line, you're good. And so you often get this mentality with young Christians of, well, how far is too far? How much is too much? How bad is, is really bad? Right? They, they want to explore that line as much as they can with, with hopefully not passing it. And what Peter's describing here is a totally different mindset. This isn't about exploring limits. 
This is about understanding you have an enemy who's warring against you. They are setting traps for you. The, the, the temptations of the world are not things that you should entertain. They're not things that you should play with. They're not things that you can take with you and, and dabble with and be okay. These are things that you need to view as dangerous weapons that are aimed against you to bring you down. You're at war, right? If you're at war and you see the enemy soldier across the line, you don't ask him if you want to play cards, right? You know it's your enemy. That enemy has a goal, which is to kill me. And, and what Peter's trying to express to the Christians is, you guys got to be more wise about this. You've got to have self-discipline. You've got to abstain from these things. You are being sucked in with what you think are games, but they are not games, and they are warring at you. And this is why Christians need to be very careful. We need to be very careful about the music we listen to. We need to be very careful about the TV shows we watch. We need to be very careful about the games that we play, because those are all things that get us to dabble with sin in an environment and in such a way that we think we can control things. But if you're not careful, you start to realize those things start to control you. And it's amazing how, especially in those realms where we think these are fun or are not dangerous, where we will see ourselves slide quite quickly from maybe something that was a little off color to before you know it, you're, you're dabbling with things that are straight up glorifying sin. And so this is what Peter is alluding to. We have got to be on guard. We've got to abstain from the fleshly lust. We've got to have that self-discipline. It's so important for us. And not only is it important for your own soul, right? Because it will war against your soul. But then second, he brings in the second element to it, which is what that does to the perception of the people that are watching us. Because what you and I can't forget is on this journey, what's different about the journey of, of, of a Christian is I am not just passing through and my only goal is to keep myself safe. I am passing through, but my goal is, is to get as many people as possible to go, hey, where I'm heading is awesome. You should come. Right? I'm trying to evangelize. I am trying to get other people to meet Jesus Christ and experiencing, experience the love and the power and the grace and the mercy that he has. And so not only do I need to abstain from these things to protect my own soul, but secondly, because I'm trying to be a good witness to the people around me. And so Paul says, I'm sorry, Peter says, conduct conduct honorable among the Gentiles, that when they speak against you as evildoers, they may, by your good works which they observe, glorify God in the day of visitation. And so, so what he's referring to is, in these days where, where the Christians were in the Roman Empire, they constantly were being accused of all kinds of terrible things that weren't real. Um, you, you have early Christians who were accused of rebellion against the government. You have early Christians who were accused of, of atheism because they didn't worship the emperor or pagan gods. Uh, some accused them of cannibalism because of the language of the Lord's Supper. Um, you, you had all kinds of different accusations. And so what Paul's saying is you already know they're against you. I'm sorry, Peter. What Peter says is you already know they're against you. I want you to live in such a way that the ones who know you, the ones that see you, the ones that observe the way that you live life, they will see the goodness of your God in them. It doesn't mean you'll convert everybody, but those who really have the eyes open will see the glory of your God and the things that you do in a day-to-day life. And I can tell you as a, as a believer in a workplace where I'm surrounded by a lot of people that aren't believers, this is always my hope. 
I know a lot of my, my coworkers think my, my beliefs are different, weird, strange, backwards, whatever. But I also hope that what they start to see is I love them. I care about them. And I am doing my very best to try to, to make their lives as secure and good as possible. And I hope what that does to them is it makes them go, why, why, why does he do that? Why does he do that? And the answer I have for that is because Jesus loves you. Not because of me, but because Jesus loves you. Because that's what Jesus has asked me to do. And so I think this is something you and I have got to have. This is the hard path of the Christian. Is I've got to march through this world, this, this foreign world. And I've got to be on guard and I've got to have my defense up. Because I can't get sucked into it. At the same time, I can't be so at war that I don't have any loving relationships with the people around me. I've got to interact enough in this world and with these people in an honorable and a good way that I show people the path I'm on is a right path. And so that, that's the tension we're constantly caught in. I'm on guard, but I'm also pouring out love, right? I've got walls up for protection, but I haven't walled off my heart from the people that need to experience the love of Jesus Christ. And so, again, small passage, but man, so much beautiful truth that God gives us in that. Uh, I, I want to thank you for being with us throughout the week. I hope you have a great weekend. I encourage you as you go through the weekend to either catch up, go through all of 1 Peter chapter 1 and 2 that we've been through, or read ahead. And so as we're, we're going through this next week, you'll have already read some of these passages. Maybe we'll answer some of the questions that have popped up in your mind and in your heart. Thanks for spending time with us. May God bless you. May God use you. And we will see you soon.